Okay, um, let's. Uh, this is Daf uh, Daf Yud Bet, and we continue being Doris the Pasuk Kitavol Bekem Reecha Vachalta Anavim Kenafshecha Savecha. That is Vaelkel Lotiten. This is talking about the worker's right when he goes in, when he's in a working another field to eat from the food of that field. So the, there's also limitations on it. So the, the Gemara now continues. It's about four lines down. It says Savecha meaning that you should be satisfied by the food that you're taking. That's your right to do it, but it's for satisfaction purposes. That you cannot eat it in order to vomit it up again, because it seems to be some sort of practice where they enjoy the ingesting, but not the actual digesting. And they would, uh, they would, sometimes the practice was, I think, apictoisin or something like that, is that they would, they would eat it in order to, and then vomit it out again. That you cannot do, because your right is to, again, savecha. Similarly, savecha shloyim makalef betainim umetzametz, the anavim. Similarly, when it's savechal, you should be satisfied about, with it. When this is a work of the right to eat the food, it doesn't mean you can start peeling away the figs and eat, and eat the inside and discard the outer part, or simply suck on the grapes to get the juice and spit them out. That wouldn't be a valid. Uh, that, that's one. That's not what the Torah is allowing you to do. It has to be specifically savechal. Okay. Now let's continue. Rasha, that that closes off our discussion of, of the being dorish from the pasuk. So now the Gemara continues. Rasha ina poalim letabel. Um, what a poil can do, he's allowed, he's allowed to start dipping this, uh, the, say, the grapes in sear, and that would actually make it more, uh, um, sad, not satisfying, but it would, it would arouse his appetite, and that way he'll eat more. Uh, so, in other words, there's nothing wrong with doing that. What we'll learn here, Gamar is going to bring, bring a lot of examples that when the work has a right to eat, or there's a right, if you like, for the for animal to eat, you're not allowed to muzzle this shore, but sure, that the we, both parties can do things either to stimulate that they're going to eat more, or the or the balabayit can actually do things to try and um, hamper the and, and remove his appetite and ensure that he eats less. So they can both do things within to, to tweak um, the, the individual's appetite. So, for example, the first thing is, is that the uh, work is allowed to start dipping these things in sear, sear is like a brine, um, in order to that he will eat more. So there's nothing wrong with that. Similarly, what the balabai can do, he can start offering cups of wine in the middle of their work in order that they, uh, that, that, that they will remove their appetite and they won't eat as much grapes. So they can do certain things. Similarly, so again, the, but let's say that someone is lending his para, his cow, to his neighbor for threshing purposes, and he knows he's going to be borrowing the next day. That owner of the cow, what he can do, he can um, simply almost starve his animal, give him less, so that the next day when he's working in the other person's uh, threshing floor, he'll eat even more. There's nothing wrong with that. But similarly, Rashi Bal Habayit, the Bal Habayit is able to, who's borrowed this cow, can do the opposite. He can like a little bit Amir. He can give them, give this cow bundles of uh, of sheaves. So pre-feed it in order that he doesn't eat so much during the threshing of the actual grain. And that's what you have to. Presume, sorry, I presume you have to be very careful with Sabal Chaim there. Let's say the evening that he doesn't let him eat. If that he, that he scale prepares them to eat by eat by the, by the neighbor, yeah, you know, it doesn't come. You have to be very. It's a very fine I assume, line. I, I, I assume that. I assume as much. I assume as much. Um, but um, yeah, I guess so. 
But in any event, also we can see that Balabai can actually do things like pre-feed this animal to make sure he doesn't eat from the stuff that's being threshed. So therefore, Ravavau Amal Hatamar Hatrigu Lebehemin. Hatrigu is comes uh, Chaim says it comes from Lashon of Etrog. So feed these animals et, the Behemin, these Etrogim, so they don't eat during the as much during Disha. Um, which is funny because Hatrigu is almost turned in an animal, sorry, a, a, a vegetable, so a fruit into a verb, like hatrigu etrog, like feed the metrogim. I just think it's a fascinating word. Anyway, let's continue. Chananya, meichlun devela. He would feed them devela, this cakes of pressed figs. Um, and the, the Ravmana, meichlun istapunine. Istapunine is some sort of uh, vegetable. There's a bit of discussion exactly what vegetable it was, but the idea is they all they would all pre-feed this para before it was threshing. So, this is very interesting. We know that a worker has a right to eat during the course of his work, but can he eat the first, the first bunch? Meaning he hasn't really done any work yet. That first bunch is his first action of doing work. So what we learn, Rabbi Chia teaches that actually, it's learned in a writer, that he can ochel even, even Ashkol Rishon. And similarly, now you might think that last bunch of grapes would be, he's, already, he's finished. So maybe that, he's not allowed to eat that one. So what we learn from this Gemara is, well, these two bright told that he can eat the first one and he can eat the last one. However, he says, no, if that last bunch of grapes is being placed in the sal, then it's game over. Because then it's Kfarni Gemara Malacha, he can't take it. So That's only, when do we say when you put the last bunch in the basket, is a game over. That's only if he's the one that's doing the collecting, meaning the harvesting, and he's and somebody else is actually taking the basket. Okay, so it's two different roles. Therefore, um, meaning when he's putting the sal, it's almost like he's not. Since the sal is not his domain, is not his. Uh, responsibility because somebody else is taking it back to the uh, back, back to them at the farmhouse, whatever it is. Therefore, that's why we say it's game over once he puts it in. However, <laughs> if he's not only harvesting, but he's also placing the basket and taking the basket all the way back, then it's still considered if he's part of the avoda and he'll be able to even have that last bunch, even if it's been placed in the basket. Okay. Now, here we're going to change a few things according to Reb Chaimel as we go along. So betchila ochel in the beginning can eat mishum. Now we're sort of switching. See how you've got um, hilchot medina, and your next line you've got hapoelim. So we're sort of switching those two things around. So in the beginning, the first bunch of grapes he can take, he can take mishum hapoelim, meaning meaning hilchol Torah. That's medin poelim. Even that first grape, it's as a worker. That's by that's by right. However, ulu basof at the end, ochel mishum. What is it? Hilchot medina. Meaning that's achila midrabanan. So I'll, I'll like to explain the blasofs. Kishum molich she'ena ochel mishum pol is no longer a worker anymore. She'ena ochel betalush mishin dermar malachto because he's not because once the malach is finished, he's not meant to be eating. So the fact that at the end is mishum what's called hilchot medina. Meaning hilchot medina mean midrabanan. As we're going to explain, for example, it says ochlim b'halichetam uman leuman. This is uman probably. Um, this is, he's allowed to eat. So he's harvesting rows of vines. When he's walking from one row to the next, he's effectively not engaged in malacha. Nonetheless, midrabanan, he's allowed to eat then. Ubichazaratan minhagat, also going back to the gut, that is, or the gut or minhagat, the chamor shatir poreket, or when his chamor uh, shatir poreket is, if he's engaged in, say, loading a donkey, but here, 
Um, here, Bechom Ra'ri Rechaim Shu Nosem Masoi is carrying a bundle, Ochel Mi Masoi Shagabav. He can eat from the bundle he's holding, Ad Shtir Porek, until he takes it down. Now, why is that? I'll go back to Reb Chaim Tuv Diramat before. He says, the Afal Gav, this is the middle of the Ochlin, Afal Gav Dahi Shat Alav Shat Malachav. Despite the fact all these times I've just mentioned, for example, when he's walking between row to row, it's not really Shat Malachav. So really, in my thing, Midin Torah, he doesn't know how to eat it. Malachi Ochlin, he can still eat Mishum Hashev Aveda, because Hashavat Aveda, effectively for the Balim, meaning the Nichele Laban, the Balim are very happy to maximize the time of the worker. Meaning at a time, that the Balabite the, the is much happier that the, in this time where he can't do work anyway, he's walking from row to row, that's the time we'll use to grab a bunch of grapes and eat them. He'd prefer that than the Dintora aspect that he can, that he'd have to stop halfway through the row, sit down and you know, take a break as he's working. So that's what's called Hashavah Saveda, because we're maximizing the productivity of the worker. In other words, that way he's, he's, he's not being when he's eating. So that's what it means, as we says, meaning the Reb Chaim says, Okay, let's continue. If you really want to, you really want to, want to pick on that, you can say, well, it takes him also time to take the bunch of the tree, and at that time, he could have walked to the next row in order to work already. So no, no, no. This seconds. is what happened. He's picked a whole lot of grapes, and he's got one as, in his hand. As he's walking from uh, from row to row, he can start munching from it. That maximizes his time, right? It's it, it, it's it's so He doesn't take it off the tree now while he's not working. No, know. that's the point. If he was in the middle of working, that's been in Torah. There's no question. These are things Midrabanan. He's not working on it now. He's got the basket of grapes. He's walking from to the next row to fill up his basket. So he takes one as he's walking. Okay, let's continue. Tani marim adam al poalav liot ochlim tisha v'kotzim echad. Now this is interesting. What does this mean? Let's say someone um, is chayv to feed his workers. Okay, and what does he want to do? He wants to use ha'arama. He wants a way of giving this food without having to mafresh from a samasra. Because if he's chayv to give them lunch as well, then that would be a kinyan. The kinyan's kobeyah. He'd have to have to draw frasha. So what does he do? He can. This is interesting. He can marim use ha'arama and ask them go and collect me some grapes and what they can do they can eat nine of those bunches and bring him one back and that way they were eating if you like midin torah okay and he fed them lunch and he didn't have to separate Trumasamasra because as we know a paul doesn't have to separate separate Trumasamasra as he's eating along the way so that's really using harama because no no employer really wants only like 10 percent of uh, the, the work what the workers are bringing back okay so fine um, so therefore, so therefore, as they're taking these grapes, they're osim malacha, and therefore not chayv to mafrasha. However, it tani tani kotsim tisha v'ochlin echad. So some say that uh, that how do you do this harama? Uh, that they will collect nine and eat one. So nicha ochlin tisha v'kotsim echad. I understand the chiddush, the chiddush that they can eat nine and bring back one because that's mamash harama. That, that, that's, that I can understand the Chiddush in that case. Have a Kotzim Tisha, if they're taking nine, Vochlin Echat, I don't say what's the Chiddush. Most of it, this sounds like a normal uh, relationship. The workers is, you know, bringing back most of the product, no leaving small proportion. So no, So the Chiddush here is different. Meaning, despite the fact the worker is only eating the last bunch of grapes he's bringing back, Lo amrin, and we don't say that that is kelachar gemamalacha. That is, if it's after gemamalacha, be yechayev, and therefore to be chayev. Kamash malan that even though it's only the last bunch that the uh, that the workers 
taking from itself. Nonetheless, it's considered as if it's in the course of work, and that's still an effective means of, if you like, ha'arama, that you can give your workers food without having to separate from a semester. Okay, let's continue. This is the case of machlifim chavero. So if you recall, we learned in our Mishnah that if someone has some food, now we'll explain it the first way um, that we explained it uh, yesterday. And the, the case of Mishnah is as follows. He says, some people have two, uh, people have, um, two different foods. One of them has food for consumption, the other one has food for, for consumption, and they switch with one another. So it's effectively a kinyan on things that are rich, okay? So therefore they have to do, it's koveya, they have to do afrash. Um, if it's zeliktsot v'zeliktsot, if they both can have these, this, these I say, figs that are going to be left for drying, well, it has a rich kumaramalacha. In all these situations, we say that both of them have to do afrasha, have to do bechayev, whereas Rabbi Huda says it depends. If you recall the Mishnah, the, the one who received the ones who were going to be eaten, since that reached Kumaramalacha and there was a kinyan, well, he has to do afrasha, it's kovea. The one who received the ones who were going to be for drying, since it hasn't reached Kumaramalacha, that was Rabbi Huda, we said, well, since it hasn't reached Kumaramalacha, a kinyan is not kovea, so therefore it's part of it can continue to eat a snack from it. So now the Gemara is going to ask as follows, however, I understand the case where they're both lechol, however, if, if it hasn't reached Kumaramalacha, why should it be chayev? So I'm Rebbe Lazar, that must be Shita to Rebbe, that must be the Rebbe Meir, he, the Rebbe Meir, Omer, as we sorry, that's just how we explain the mission at the time, the Rebbe Meir, Omer, Mekach, Tovelet, Vepeirot, Shlodim, Mar Malacha, Melachtan, that we said, Rebbe Meir is of opinion that a Kenyan is Kovea, even for those things that have not yet reached Mar Malacha. Okay, um, fine. So I'm a Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar says that Rebbe Meir, the Rebbe Lezer, that Rebbe Mira and Rebbe Yezer, they both hold the same shita. Now, Rebbe Yezer is what we've seen previously. If you recall, we had this machloket recently in the Mishnah, that if someone's mafresh truma for something that has not reached Kumar Malacha, there was a machloket in Chachamim Rebbe Yezer, whether it's Kovea. Rebbe Yezer says, if you're mafresh truma, it is Kovea. Meaning, just as he says, Truma Tovel Beher Shalom Mir Machtan, Ken Rebbe Meir, Omer, so to Rebbe Meir says here that a Mekach is also Tovel Beher Shalom Nigmar Malachan. So, what is the Svara, if you like, behind both their opinions? For that, the Rashi really fills in the blanks. You know, as Koloma, I read inside, Koloma Beshitat Echad, Denote Rebbe Meir Ladat Rebbe Eliezer. The Rebbe Meir also tends to the opinion of Rebbe Eliezer. That what? The Amre was Mishum Dech Achshavinu Bedate, Kevin the Tamach Hashiv Gamar Malacha. Since since according to Rebbe Yezer, remember Rebbe Yezer says once you do a frasha truma, it's achshivinuk bedate, and you're already considering it something you want, and therefore it's as if it, it, that that very act is considered as if it's gemar malacha. So so too hachinami Rebbe Yezer that also mekach by doing this acquisition you machshiv it, and therefore it's considered that it's rich gemar malacha, even if it technically hasn't, it's machshiv it nonetheless according to Rebbe Yezer, and that's why it would be koveya. Okay, that's where that's where Rasul explains what's going behind their two opinions. In other words, a significant maisa like hafrasha or a kinyan, according to both Rebliya and Meir, even if the product physically hasn't reached Gramalacha, you'll machshiv it as if it's considered Gramalacha, um, and therefore that's why it's kover. With that, we say hadran alach haya over, hadran alach haya over, hadran alach haya over. Let's begin now the third parak. Marvin teni bechatzer liktsot. If someone is taking some figs through his chatzer, now, it's important when you go through a chatzer, as we said, is koveya for something that's, that's reached Gemara Malacha. Going to Rabbi with Meir again with Cholak. However, um, it, that's really important for later. But you're not, it hasn't reached Gemara Malacha, but you're going to take it to the mukta, you're going to take it to the place that's going to, you're going to spread it out for dry. So therefore, 
we say, Banavu Bnei Beito, the people of his household, they're ochlim, they can eat from it. What about the workers? That would also be able to do it. They're able to eat with that. Meaning if he's not chayv to give them food, and then, then they can just take in the fashion of a matana, it's not a kinyan because he's not chayv to give them food, and therefore it would not be kovet. If he's obligated to give them a meal, then them taking it within the chatzar, some of these figs, would be like a kinyan. So ra'elu, then, then ha'ra'elu lo yachlu, then they cannot eat it. Now, what's interesting here, the, the, um, the, the Reb Chaim says, but one second, you, you might have a question on this. We just said, the whole assumption that we're building on this Mishnah is that a chatzar is not kovea for tavashan lo'ing demar malachto. Okay? So therefore, that must be, we've said a chatzar, a kinyan, truma, all these things are all, and Shabbos, all these things are aligned. So therefore, if it hasn't reached Malacha, then a Kenyan also shouldn't be Kobeah. So what does it matter if you've got a Chiyuv to give your workers? So again, if we're saying a Chatzir is not Kobeah, then a Kenyan should also not be Kobeah because we're dealing with some Mishalonim Marmalachto. Okay? So therefore, he says, so I read your inside, he says, It says, For this Lokeach, in this context, it is Marmalacha. Sorry. Uh, sorry, I just want to say, we learned um, much earlier already that once you're selling it, it's Ke'ilu, it, it goes now to his shoes and he becomes a new balabos and he becomes Ke'ilu, it's already, we learned that already a long time ago, that, that once you pass fruits on, even if before Gemar Malachton in your shoes, once you sell them, in, in the new shoes becomes straight away higher. No, that was a machlok, Rebbe Meir and Rebbe uh, Yehuda. Because we saw previously, Shir Rebbe Meir is a Mekach is not Kovea for something that's not from Malacha. Rechain says this is a, a Sorry? What about Kinyan? A kin, Kinyan Mecher, same thing. That's what I'm talking about, Mecher. That's what I meant to say. I didn't okay. say it. Okay? So, but what he says is, is different. Let me just finish that. Because he says, Et lokeach gemar malacha. For this Lokeach is different. She Lokeach enav b'mikcho v'dato amash Lokeach l'atzmo le'echol. Because this person is buying it to eat now, even though the seller, importantly, even though the seller was having these things for drying, since the worker is buying it to eat now, it's nechsha for him as if it's rich malacha. That's why it would be kovea for, for this, for the lokeach. Okay? Uh, if he's buying it. Okay? Fine. That sort of explains why it's the chatz is not kovea, but the kinyan would be kovea, even though we're dealing with something that hasn't rich malacha. Okay, let's continue. It's not really a Kenyan, if you remember. This is just the Balabait is is obligated to give them food. But anyway, let's continue. If someone Okay, so if someone is uh, taking workers out to the field, if he's obligated to if he's not obligated to give them food, then they can eat in their patu. Right? Because it's, it's like a matana, as we said. However, if he is obligated to give them the food, then they can eat a chad achad. If you, if you remember, Rabbi Huda says that if you're in a case of a kinyan, it's only for metzaref. Because if a metzaref, you take two at a time, then it's as if it reached marmalacha. But a chad achad is okay. So that's why they can eat one, one by one. The chodim they can take from the fig, big, fig tree one by one. By one. Aval lo min asal, but not from a basket or a kupar or another box of velo min ha. Um, in other words, a place where it's rich Gemara Malacha, that's a different story, then, uh, then uh, the Kinyan would be Kovei even for what? 
So let's continue. Is someone hired a worker to work in the, the olives, olive trees? But on condition that I can eat from these zaitim. Then we say, Now, must mean that it's, um, that it's, uh, I'll, 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 Rabchaim says, He must be talking a place about, in a context where he doesn't have rights to eat by Torah law. For example, he was just turning around, turning over the soil at the base. That's where he has no right, Mitorah law, to eat from the olives. Because if we're talking about when he's, you know, he's uh, um, employed to harvest the olives, then he can eat as much as he likes by Torah law. So therefore, when it says, he must be talking about, say, the, um, like weed, not weeding, but like to, uh, oder, like he's uh, hoeing and turning over the soil at the base. And therefore, if it's almanat lechol zeitim, then it's effectively a kinyan. And therefore, he, he can eat one by one, but he can't meet Mitzarev. That's, as we said, like Shiva Yehuda. So, Lenachesh Vibetzalim, if he's employed to weed by onions, Amarlo, he says on condition, Amalat Lechol Yarak, that I can eat some of the leaves. Mikartem he can start picking some of the leaves one by one. However, the Ochel and eat them without having to have Rasha. Because once again, it's a, we're dealing with something that hasn't reached Malacha. And Ikin is not Koveya unless you are Metzaraf, unless you take more than one, and then it's like as if it's uh, reached Gramalacha in the oil's hands. Okay, so that all relates to uh, based on concepts I think we've discussed before. Let's look at the Gemara. Amavirtainim. This is where it gets interesting. He says, Okay, we just said if someone's taking some figs through his Chatzar to the Muktzah, and we said that a Chatzar is not Koveya for something that's reached Gramalacha, that's why we says Banavo Baneto can eat it. What about the Balabais himself? Can he eat from it? Now you might think, what difference does it make? He hasn't reached Ramalacha. So nonetheless, we say Rav Amahu Asulechol. Rav seems is of the Shita that he cannot eat from it. And Ula Rabbi Yishmael says that Bishem Rebelazar that Hu Mutar Lechol, that is Mutar. So it's a machloka between Rav and Rebelazar whether the Balabai can eat from these figs that are on the way to being dried out. So, so the first assumption is, ah, it must be, this is a machlok of Rebbe Meir and Chachamim. The Rav is like Rebbe Meir, that the Chatzar is kovei even midavar shalom, that's why the Balabai can't eat it. And Rebbe Leizer must be of the shit of the Chachamim, that the Chatzar is not kovei for davar shalom, that's why the Balabai can't eat it. So but that doesn't work bichlal. Because if you say Rav, it's a Rav Kabimimimari, you think Rav is like Rebbe Meir, in Karebi Meir, if he's like Rebbe Meir, what difference would it make between the Balabait or the Bnei Beito? If we say the Chatzir is Kovei of Dvashalon, then not only he can have it, also the members of his household can have it either. So it must be of a different reason why Rav says the Balabait is not allowed to eat from these figs. And it's not, be, in other words, it can't be that if the Chatzir is Kovei of Dvashalon, because otherwise no one would be able to eat it, not just the Balabait. So Ella, it must be Rav Karebi, Rav So what's this case of Rebbe? The Amr Rebbe Simon B'Shem Rebbe Shur Ben Levi, Rebbe Yossi Ben Shaul B'Shem Rebbe. He is a, it says, Ein ochlim ala muktza ela al mekomo. What does this mean? So we have a problem here. I'll read, actually, uh, I'll, I'll read your Rebbe Chaim. It says, Ein ochlim al muktza, meaning muktza, this is perush tenim sh'omid lasot kitzuin. If we're talking about figs that are going to be left to be dried out. You're not, despite the fact, the Balabite is not allowed to eat from those figs. But only if he's eating from the figs at the mukta where they're being dried out. Why? 
Uh, because at that location, then it's clear to everyone, they can see that he's eating from something that has not reached Gemar Malacha. So context is very important. If you haven't actually, if they haven't reached there, he cannot eat from it. Because no one knows what the purpose of the figs are in your hands. The Savish Badato and people might think that what? That these figs are not for drying, that it's to be taken home. And this person's eating from them below Mesa. And therefore, Varab de Amar therefore, therefore, Rav, who understands a Balabite is not allowed to eat from these figs in the Khatzer. Um, Kamar is adshol, means until they've actually reached the, the, the Mukta. In other words, let me, explain, let me explain it again. In other words, Rav absolutely agrees that this, when it reaches the Chatzar, if it hasn't, re- it hasn't uh, reached Gemar Malacha, then it's not Kovea. The children can remain for it. We'll explain why the difference between children and the Balabite in a minute. And even the Balabite could technically. However, there's a different problem. There's another concern is that no one knows what these figs are for. And therefore, people might think that no one knows it's for drying. They might think he's taking it home and therefore the Balabai can't eat from it because it looks like these, this is figs for eating. It's rich Malacha and he's eating tevil. Because again, rubs of the opinion when it comes to ketziot that has multiple uses, the only time you can eat from it in a snack fashion when it has a rich Malacha, if contextually we know that it's clear that these have not rich Malacha. For example, it's eating them by the mukta, that place where they've been spread out to, to, um, to be eaten. However, yeah, clear? But wasn't this a common thing to dry out the figs? It could be other reasons. We don't know what the purpose of the person is using. It could have had fresh figs or have dried figs. I don't know. Right? Um, I understand why 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 you'd be uh, why you'd be concerned for Myers iron for something that's common. Yeah, but it, it, it could be common, but we still don't know what the purpose of this person's doing. This is what's happened. He comes in with a basket of figs and he's sitting in the, he's sitting in the, in the chatzar munching on them. Right, that makes it even more look like that he is not wanting to, uh, not want. They're there for consumption. Okay, so fine. So, however, v'chachamim. So the Gemara chachamim. What's the chachamim? Chachamim says you're not that calm. That's that's Rabbi. That's Rabbi Yaakov Bar Idi b'Shem Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi. Says Ochlin al Mukta Ben Al Makomol Ben Al Al B'Shelom Makomol. When it comes to Ktsiot, since that's rich from Malacha, we're not concerned. You can eat them wherever you like in the snack fashion. Okay, even if it's not on a Mukta. So that's that's effectively. The Machloket Rav and Revelazar regarding um, whether the Balabai can eat from these figs that are on the way to be to Mukta. Now, so we ask the question, what if Rebbe Yossi ben Shaul, the Rebbe, one second, I've got a kasha on Rebbe. It says, Vatanina, these are carobs. Angelo Kinson la Roshagag. So what would happen is they're dry carobs and they're taken to the roof and form a pile. Once it's formed the pile on the roof, that's when it reached Marmalacha. Okay? <clears throat> so he says, uh, but what can you do? Yeah, you have to finish the Mishnah. It says, Kinsar Rosh Gago, the Shugos of the Grass, to finish that Mishnah, it says, Morid you can take some and feed it to your animal. Now, what's interesting here is Rebbe says, things that have multiple uses, it has to be clear from the context that it hasn't reached Kramar Malacha. For example, this Tziot, according to Rebbe, you can only eat them by the Mukta. Because if it's another location, people won't know that it hasn't re- whether it's reached Kramar Malacha or not. We don't know your use for it. But here we're saying you're allowed to murid, you're allowed to take some of these carobs that have not yet reached Mamalacha, take them and feed them to your animal in a different location. Okay, so context, it's not you're not feeding them on top of on, by the roof, or you're you're actually 
feeding them in a different location. So how does this work? Don't bring a kashram charovim, because charovim, we say machal behenahen, I think I have to read it rhetorically. In other words, I'll read Reb Chaim, says, the fact you're giving some of these to your animal, that by definition means, people know that it hasn't completely dried out and has reached Grama Malacha. Why? Because after it's fully dried out, because once it's fully dried out, no one would feed it to the animals. It's not really animal food, you're given something else. So the fact you're feeding some of, this, some of these carobs to an animal, that's your context. That's as if this is like the parallel as if you're standing by the muktzah eating the figs. So the fact you're giving some of them to the animal means it hasn't reached Kermam because it had reached Kermam no one in the right mind would feed these, these, these dried out carob stone animals. Okay, so that is, so that's, in other words, it's saying don't bring a catch from that case, because that's also a case where it's mutar because of context, that it's evident, clear, that these carobs haven't reached Kermam Okay, so now we ask a question. This is a question that's left uh, niggling in the back of your mind. Okay, if we're saying it's a concern by the balabayit, that people won't know what the use is for. We don't know if he's, and therefore the balabai can't eat it within the chatzar. Why suddenly b'nei beto are allowed to eat it? So we say, who al who taloi b'muktza asu? Banav al enam tloi b'muktza mutarim. This might come to your, address your point, so Dov. That um, him, meaning the balabai who dictates the use of these, these, these figs, People might think now that, oh, he's eating the chatzar. Well, he's decided now to use it for a different purpose. Okay, he wants to eat it. That, now we have a concern. But the use of the figs is not dependent on his children running around, around, running around. So therefore, no one's going to think that, oh, they've changed their mind now. He's using it for a different purpose. People understand it's a snack like fashion a way to being dried. Um, so if you want, I'll read it inside. Um, here. He says, that they don't have a family meeting regarding what to do with these figs. Rather, because people, they know that the dad of the, the balabai was to dry them out. Therefore, it's mutarim, which is quite clear that the children haven't changed the usage. They're just having a snack from food that hasn't reached Ramalacha. Okay, fine. Now we say, that's fine. Now here's an interesting question. means, who's if, if we're talking about, not because it's Banavu means Ishto. Okay. One thing, Ishto, doesn't he have a chiv to give her food? So therefore, now listen to the question. It's a fascinating question. Meaning, me ain't no chayv and if he's chayvim as a not, Therefore, if he's mechuyv to give her food, it's like the chayv to give a worker food. There should be a kinyan. So how can bnei beito? It's a kinyan in the chatzer, and therefore, therefore, it should be kovayah. Just like with workers, if he's got a chayv to, if he's, he's obligated to pay to give them food, the fact he's giving them food is relieving his obligation. Is uh, it should be a kinyan. So how can his wife? Sorry, No, but that's a that's the that's a question. Yeah, Ishikagufa is fine, but if he's a chiyuv to give her food midin Torah, we ask a similar question. By the way, the polim, the polim have a right midin Torah 
in the to, to eat from the grapes that's going through the field. Just go back to this point. If you recall, the, Gemara, the question of the Gemara there is if by Din Torah they have a right to eat it, then it's uh, considered a Kenyan when they take it. And it was only because we had a special miut, a special Xeratakatov or Asmacht, if you want to call it that, um, that actually said they're, 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 they're like the Balabait, they work and they don't have to separate from the Masters. So we say no. So therefore, this sugya must, this mission must be lashita according to the opinion that what that the chiyuv of, of a husband to give his wife food is not a din torah. Ah, if it's not a din torah, the fact is giving a food is therefore considered a matana, and we said a matana is not kaveya, it's not a mecher anymore. So hadatani, as we learned, ain't bait din poski mezonol isha mid meishvis, aval nizonot etzel balash balashvis. Which means the Beit Din can't um, and they can't rule that the, to, to uh, give a woman food uh, from Demeshvit because that's considered a Piran Chov. However, a husband can, he's allowed to give. I'll read Reb Chaim, he says, So therefore, they can't, they, they wouldn't do Demeshvit. Aval, listen to this. We need not, in other words, if there hasn't been a psika, meaning this is how much you have to pay, this is what you have to give her, but he's just living with, they're just living together and he's giving her food, there's no problem. So the question is, isn't that also priyachov? If the husband is midin Torah chayev to give his wife food, then he shouldn't be able to give her food from, from Perot Shviz. Because if it's a chov midin Torah, it's priyachov. It's not paying off a debt, it's something that's Shviz, which is not allowed to do. Ella, watch, mami, na, the kemachi, chumet, since it's not in Torah, it's only love, have a priyat chov, it's not considered paying a debt. Therefore, in our case, it's not considered mechach, because it's not the chiyuv of a husband to give a wife food according to that Mishnah. And our Mishnah is not in Torah, it's not considered priyat chov, it's not considered mechach, we can just call it like a matana, and therefore the matana is not kovech. All right, that's the shir today, Mr. Shem, we'll pick Thanks up. so much. By the way, I just, I just yeah. the rabbi, the name Moshe says about these. Um, <laughs> okay, I have to look the penny motion inside to see how he uh, explains it. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay. Go. Have a good one.